I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hype right now. Yeah. You know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it go. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. roll. Welcome to episode 43 of the BJJ Campaign Podcast. My name is Jeff Boone. I'm an A3, blue belt, two stripes. Phil Kors, A2, blue belt, one stripe. Well, Philly, uh, we have an article that I posted on our group page, the BJJ Campaign group page. On Facebook. On Facebook. It's a good group. Some memes and things there. And also articles. But you know what? We encourage the memes even yeah, more so than articles. Yeah. Funny memes, preferably. Sometimes they hit too close to home. A lot of times. Um, and this one was by James D-U-S-C-I-O. Don't know how to say Duschio. There you go. Might be nice. a good Italian boy. Yeah. Jim Duschio. There you go. Uh, but it was titled Training in Bad Positions. I'm an expert. <laughs> Let me start. I get taken down. They pass my guard. I'm in a bad position. <laughs> Very true. Very true. But aside from that, that wasn't really what they were talking about. <laughs> uh, you know, it was talking about, you know, this guy who wrote it was a black belt. So, you know, obviously um, for him, he was saying, you know, start out with the white belts, start in a really bad position. Um, work your way out of that position. Um, kind of uh, the way I've heard it expressed before is earn that, earn your top position rather than just starting there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and I think it, it it'll help you get more confident in your ability to get out and try different things, and then work your way up in levels um, as that becomes an option. Uh, I guess work your way up in levels against different people, and uh, you know, kind of get that experience and what works, what doesn't, and then you know, your armbar defense. Say if you're starting in that armbar position from like you know bottom mount uh, when they're kind of to the side or whatever, and you're trying to protect your arm and you can work a little bit worse position every time to where you're holding the hands or whatever. Um, so you're working early keep, in late escapes. Yeah. Just keep trying and seeing different things and seeing, I mean, I think it's better that way too, to see what is too late and what doesn't work. Um, it'll, you know, it'll help you figure that out faster than, than only if you get put in that arm bar position once. I mean, for me, it's not all that common, um, of a position. Yeah, I mean, you got Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. That's why. Yeah. Really short arms. <laughs> but it's, it's a forearm bar for you. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, I mean, it, that one doesn't come up a lot. Triangles do, though. I mean, triangle defense sure. is very natural to me. I'm always in that. So, um, but yeah, all those different positions, I think, just get comfortable, just keep practicing that same spot and, yeah. And, you know, a lot of this, a lot of this, you know, if, if your academy does um, positional rolling, positional drilling, um, you know, a lot of these things, you're going to be put there anyway and work out from that position, that sort of thing, you know, but I think it's always, it, it, it's always beneficial to keep working those bad positions anytime you can, because like you said, you don't always get put in that arm bar position. That's, you know, it's kind of infrequent. So if you, if you drill that and also if you, 
uh, incorporate that into your rolling. And that's, it's pretty easy to do, right? I mean, you, you give your opponent or your opponent, your training partner, um, enemy and (laughs) you, you, you obviously make them work for that position. Right. But steer them towards that position with your input. Like if you're, if you're, uh, if they're in side control, turn your back, right. Get on, get on your side so that they either, um, step up to try that arm bar or take your back and you can work the positions from there. Yeah. That, that works too. I do that. Um, what's in that thing the other day with the kids? Like I forget. I think it was a half, I think they were doing a half guard pass or something. And I tried to force the same position, um, at the end of class and they had a little bit of sparring they didn't go for that. They went to what they're more natural with, but yeah, give them the opportunity to present the situation and see if they recognize it, take advantage of it or whatever. But even if that's not the case and you're starting even more basic of just saying like, let's just drill the arm bars. Like this is how you're going to try to finish and I'm going to defend. And then I've always liked the positional sparring for everything because it helps me learn a lot to just like, I'm going to make the mistake. I'd rather make 10 mistakes in five minutes than you know, make the mistake and then you're in bottom side control and that's it, you know, Mm -hmm. because that, that's like one mistake and, you know, you really pay the price versus just trying to fix it repeatedly. And I'm doing that with guard passing now. I've worked with somebody a lot, you know, two or three people I work a lot, but I have a main person that I train with all the time, just me trying to get better at passing the guard and it's super slow process. And Mm -hmm. if it wasn't like, get down reset, then I would just basically try to pass the guard, essentially get swept. And then here we are in bottom side control again, you know, instead of waiting for that time, it's get back up, start again, try to fix how we just swept you. Yeah. No, get swept a different way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The other way. Uh, and going back to the, uh, the kids class, whenever they were, uh, you were put them in half guard, it was probably because the terrible instruction that they received with that half guard pass. I was the one who showed that that day. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't that one. I think it oh, was, wasn't. No, you know what it was? It was the bread cutter, paper cutter, or whatever from the, when you have the arm trapped under. Oh yeah. Like, okay. Gee choke across. It was that position. I was trying to force my arm you know, uh, through to see if they were going to grab underneath and they didn't, but sure. That one was a little harder and I don't know. I don't know how many times everybody's seen it. I can't remember who it was that did it, but that one was a little more advanced, I think, for the kids that, that I was messing with, just to see if it was they would recognize it. But sure. Yeah, no, that was that that when you did the half guard instruction, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> hey, listen, we'll all get better it's at everything. It's so hard. It's so hard. <laughs> Sometimes they like they'll look at me and be like, "You want to show that technique?" And be like, "I don't know. I need jujitsu. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to pass." <laughs> uh, but moving on to another topic that he talked about in the article, and that was, uh, which this is something that I, all those other things I've done before, right? We 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 regularly train that way. Yeah. Um, but this this one I've never done this. Whenever he says step number two, pre-exhaust roll. Yeah. Right. Intentionally. So, yeah. Intentionally. So whenever the break's going on, you know, usually there's 30 set, what, 30 seconds between rounds, right? Five between five or eight minute rounds, 30 seconds. And, um, so he's saying whenever, whenever you get a fresh partner, do like 
lunges, sprawls, burpees, whatever, to pre-exhaust yourself to make sure that you're rolling with technique instead of strength. Yeah, super interesting idea. I'm probably not going to do it. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I get exhausted <laughs> all by myself. I don't, I don't know, just trying to train sometimes. I mean, I think it's a really good idea. I think um, it might be something to try, like, on a, I don't know, just have to do it and see what happens. Um, be one way to really improve your cardio, I think. Yeah, but who needs that? I mean, we're not working on that, are we? Sort of, yeah. Try, yeah. but that seems like a terrible way to do it. Yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> no, might as well just run, just like you have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been going good. Yeah. Yeah, I can tell the difference already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know when I would work that in. I'll have to figure. Something. I'll, I don't know. It's actually you don't work it in. It's just you do during. It? Yeah, you just yeah. do it. Uh, yeah. No, I hear you. It's tough. And I'm right there with you. It sounds uh, so hard, though. Probably not going to do it. Um, but I lost my train of thought. I was I was thinking about... Um, Burpees? You ever do those? They're terrible. Like with the push-ups and you jump up? Yeah, of course. Them? Yeah. I've been to a CrossFit class. What are you talking about? <laughs> you ever do them where you do the push-up and then you jump up and do a pull-up? I have not. No. I haven't That's done that. Hard. That so seems hard. like it would be way worse. Yeah. Than just a regular burpee. I did do, no, I did whenever I was, um, this was probably a year and a half, maybe two years ago whenever I was trying to lose weight. I did do that um, 100 burpee challenge in 10 minutes. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I did. That's hard. It was really hard. Yeah. Yeah. Then I was like, nope. The first 10 aren't that bad. Oh, I know. I, I The thought just popped back in my head. Um and that is, you know, I don't know about you, but I didn't always train that way. I didn't always put myself in bad positions, you know, whenever I was first starting. Intentionally. Intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. That <Yeah, it> was <laughs> affirmative. And, but, but I was in plenty of bad positions to start with. But even, I, th- I feel like even whenever I started to get, um, to where there was new people coming in and, and, and I was better than them. I didn't, I didn't do that for a while. And I regret that. I it didn't take me that long to do it, but I would say three or four months I spent trying to stay in a, in a more dominant position rather yeah. than, than three not or four months. Yeah. That's a super long time. I know. You should feel terrible. I do feel bad about the grand it. scheme of things. That's, but that's why I'm saying it is because if there's somebody out there, a white belt who's listening and kind of at that juncture in their game where new people are coming in and they're better than them, try to get in bad positions with those new people. Is that for a white belt though? You think that's a, I mean, sure. Why not? Why wouldn't it be? Well, they have all the other belts that are going to be putting them in bad positions anyway. Okay. I read this more for, but they're going to have more success escaping with someone who's not as good as them. Well, yes. So then they know how to do it. Yeah. And they're refining their technique so that it will actually work on the people who are better than them. I feel like this applied a lot more to higher belts than us. I th- I, I certainly think it does apply I think more this to applies higher to belts. people who have to, if they don't put themselves there, they're not going to be in a bad position. Yeah. That's who I think this applies to. 
And another, I think this is just another way of saying like train where you're uncomfortable. Yeah. For uh, agreed, agreed. But another strategy that you can employ is whenever the upper belts say like, um, Ryan legs, you watch and make sure like if he rolls with three or four tough people and then right after that roll and he's, he's got a little exhaustion going, then you go up and when he's sitting down, take his back to yeah, start the a, next roll. It's a brilliant strategy. It's a, it never works out for me, yeah. but it is a good strategy. I will continue to do it. Smart. <laughs> it's resulted in a lot of, uh, a lot of successful rolls. So. <laughs> Usually takes it easy after that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I guess I do tend to agree with you, but I do think it's beneficial for for people who are 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 in that to in that position to 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 do that and put themselves in bad position. I just took it more. I I took it more for people who, you know, have a choice, Um, and. If the role is going to go, you know, 99% of the time, if they're the highest or one of the highest belts level, skill level people in the room, that they're not going to be in a bad position. It's like, don't forget to train those things because that there mm-hmm. is always the person who's going to be better than you and you need to stay sharp and get better at it for that reason. Sure. But, you know, at my experience with white belt it, and still to this day is most of my time is in the worst position. So like, you know, it's... I make the joke when you first bring it up, but yeah, I'm always training bad positions because I'm trying really hard not to be in them. Yeah. But the specific training is very valuable at the same time, tra- defending arm bars, defending triangles and whatnot. But, you know. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, if you're academy, I'm sure most everybody does positional training, right? I would assume. Yeah. 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 Do more. That's what I say. Sounds good. <laughs> So Philly, moving on to the next topic. What are you working on right um, now? Scissor sweep, flower yeah. sweep, the pendulum a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like if I can see that, you know, I'd like to attempt it. It's another thing I've just never really tried to do. Um, Haven't you been working on that since last Thanksgiving? Yes. Yeah. It's the same. The same couple of sweeps. I've started naming them. It makes it feel like progress. Mm-hmm. I've named a couple of them now. So you didn't actually. St- Start working on. You started thinking about working on them. I was planning on doing it. Yeah, planning on doing yeah. it. Sort of like just didn't fit in your schedule till. Yeah, yeah. A couple there weeks ago, there wasn't a good time. Till after your had competition, a, had other things going on. Yeah. Um. Like, like I've been saying, I'm gonna do it. It's a lot harder to do when people are like, "You're not gonna do that sweep right now." I'm like, hmm, "Guess not." <laughs> And we took a private lesson with John last week to mm-hmm. to go over that, which was a lot of fun. We fixed one detail, and it was my scissor sweep. Mm-hmm. The joke was it was my entire sweep. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah, no, yeah. I I got the joke, okay. but it you really was really wasn't a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really just a yeah. accurate you, statement. You agreed way too strongly. For <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. It's <laughs> real bad. It's real bad. Uh I have found though that the secret to getting better at it is to, you know, try it. Try it, yeah. And do it. Yeah. Any success so far? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. 
amazing how that works, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah. One day it might be all right. <laughs> One step at a time. But sweeping and passing the guard with the knee cut pass. And again, you know, I come in with a, a question about how to pass the guard and the answer is, oh, we're going over that tonight. Like just the fundamental classes are covering all the questions I have. I don't know if it's just because that's what I'm looking for lately. Like it's just getting that foundation in multiple positions figured out to where I can at least get to where I want to get to um, and then expand from there. But everything seems to just kind of keep coming back to the same whatever. I have no idea how many there are fundamental techniques. You know, everything kind of keeps going back to that. It's never an elaborate answer. It's mm-hmm. where's your elbow? Where's your base? You know, it's always the same couple questions. Yeah. No, no, absolutely right. Um, so, yeah, and you picked up a key detail on that on that knee cut pass. Yeah, my elbows. You yeah. Know, just paying attention to where it is. But um, you always also, think your elbows are in. You always think your head's up. Yeah. Yeah. Again, though, that one, though, I wasn't thinking that, you know? You were, okay. Like that, on that pass, I didn't, I couldn't see why the knee was coming in. But going back to what we were talking about last week, I, you know, record myself on Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. So then as I'm doing the guard passing drills, I can see, number one, I hesitate a lot. Like I may get the better entry step i may get the advantage for a second but then as i'm like reassessing the situation which is just always how i've been so that's just gonna be something i do Mm -hmm. until i i don't know figure out not to but i pause a lot and i try to assess and then make a decision and and move forward you know um so when i hesitate people regard reposition get better grips whatever adjust and it's stopped you know so i noticed that um just going back to watching the portions of it and then also noticed while it was happening that everybody was putting that knee in, you know, as I'm trying to step in, they adjust and it's cause my elbow is not close to my, you know, knee, hip, whatever to keep them off. Uh, just on the, so what, especially in the half guard position, whenever you're trying to knee cut pass, you're taking the right knee and, um, and have the grip on the lapel and have your right elbow right outside connected to your knee. Just clarification. Yeah, mine mine was coming up when I'm standing. More of an open guard mm-hmm. scenario, but it's all the, it was the same in the closed guard that we were doing that night. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's just funny to me now that all my the more I learn about it, the more all my questions are being answered by the same fundamental class. It makes me laugh, but yeah, it's all the stuff I've already seen ten times, but all the details that I've never picked up and kind of keep i feel like i keep saying that all the time recently but but i mean i think i think it all goes back to being ready to hear those details right i mean you know you see it 10 times you do it and you know we we drill hard whenever we're we're doing those fundamental movements and 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 try to make sure that we get those details but sometimes we're just not ready to hear it and and sometimes it's just you're ready to hear that other detail yeah and that was i mean that the knee cut thing really put into my head to look for it, um, where my elbow is and when people get there to fight for that space. Um, I wasn't doing that before I was trying to, again, like I think it's super common, especially with myself is not, I don't always look at, I looked at how to fix the problem, right? Like I'm like, how do I get rid of this knee that's on my 
like it's in my way you mm-hmm. know, versus how do I stop them from putting their knee in the first place? Mm-hmm. So I don't ask the right question. Um, we should start thinking about that more. Cause I do the same thing. Like, yeah. how do you not get there in the first place? Right. You should pay attention. All right. Pay better attention. But yeah, yeah, you know, so, but I think the videoing helps with that a lot. And I think that, I mean, just really kind of focusing. I think we're close to like 30 minutes on the scissor sweep. You know? Yeah. If you asked me two months ago, how do I feel about the scissor sweep? I would have said, you know, I don't do it a lot, but pretty good. You know? <laughs> That's what I would have told you. Delusional. Right. Like, I was like, yeah, I, I mean, I can do a scissor sweep. I just choose not sure, to. Sure, I can show it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, why not? Exactly. That's what I would have told you. Guaranteed. <laughs> Until the situation's like right in front of me and it's like, go ahead. You know, that everything's. And me and John are yelling at you when you're in competition. Scissor yeah. sweep. When everything is like riding on it, you know, and it's right there, are you going to do it? And the answer is no. Yeah. Like, definitely not. So, no, I didn't know the scissor sweep. Thought I did. Did not. So, but, you know, why I say I like to do the competition is not, again, losing sucks, but it's worse to just sit there and watch myself not even try than to just lose. The guy's better. The guy's better. Sure. Whatever. But. Like I could, you know, again, it's just the same thing, but go back, fix it and then try it in class, try it after class. And, um, I was telling you, it's not always there, you know, but that's like, I'm working on a bunch of different things now. I'm trying to be more aggressive with takedowns, trying to be more aggressive with looking for sweeps. If I get the opportunity and passing the guard and mm-hmm. then, you know, what to do on top. So, yeah. And, you know, for me, I'm, I'm focusing on, um, Defense from when someone has my back. Love that position. It's the strongest position, you know, whenever you have it. But whenever somebody has it on you, you know, it's your worst position. Jeff Little Spoon Boone. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I've, I've been really focusing on that, really focusing on um, making sure that the grips aren't grabbed. Just little things, you know, pulling. If someone takes my back, pulling my lapel out of their hand and pulling it to the side and then guarding, you know, just little things try to refine all the little details behind what you're doing. And also, you know, whenever you do the, the, the back escape going towards the underhooked arm, you know, also instead of just being mounted to make sure to clamp that hand and try to end up on top, if you can, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, just to try to try to make it not just escape the position, but better your position uh, rather than than just escape. So uh, that's one of the big things I've been working on. I've been, um, you know, working on all the fundamental movements. I, I, I said it whenever I got my blue belt over a year and a half ago now that it seems wild, doesn't it? Year and a half. Is it a year? I don't think it's quite a year and a half. I think May, you're close. May. June, July, August, year and four months. Hmm. Yeah, that seems a lot longer than I thought. I thought it'd be better by now. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) I'm not. Uh, But but just, I said it to John, I sent him a text message. I'm like, I'm doubling down on the fundamentals and, and I really have, and, and it's, it's helped. It's helped a lot. Um, you know, I, I still like to 
go off on my tangents and do the leg lock entries and the stuff as long as I'm not in a dominant position um, to try to get that position um, and work on that. And I'm still, you know, working on half guard because I think it's an interesting position, bottom half guard that is. Uh, I think it's a really interesting attacking position. And um, so I've been working on that. And actually that kind of segues us into our next topic. And that topic is, um, you know, we've been, doing private lessons every the past two Fridays mm-hmm. with John and, and probably going to switch to every other Friday. Cause you brought up a good point that, you know, you really want to work on those things instead mm-hmm. of get more information. Yeah. Uh, you know, so maybe every other week we'll give you a little bit more time to spend on that. But what I noticed about, you know, Phil's been kind of planning the lessons on what we would do. We both have the same list. Yeah, but you you look at it and actually plan what you want us to do, thinking about it. And what my thought process is is the thought that you're doing is you you're like saying, "All right, what can we do so I can dismantle Jeff's game?" Yeah, that's that's what I believe is happening. Yeah, well, truth. Uh, it's a little self centered. <laughs> a little self centered, are you? No, 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 it's not. It's what have I told you since I started jujitsu? Like the driving factor was for me to get better than you. Yeah, exactly. It's not been a secret. That's, I know. Coming for the neck. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, folks, you've heard it right here. Phil is admitting to designing our private lessons. And I'm making him watch the lessons with me. He has to go and participate in the lessons to figure out his game. So. <laughs> no, but it has been great. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Um, and, and we've gotten details, a lot more details on, you know, not only the scissor sweep, but doing that whole half guard series with the Gordo series today. And then the, from top half guard, doing the um, half guard lapel sweep for whenever. Pass. I'm sorry, sweep, pass. Uh, half guard lapel pass for whenever um, your knees caught whenever you're bringing your foot up to your opponents or your training partners um, hips to try to get uh, to pass the half guard so um, that was cool that was one that I really didn't I really didn't even know why I was like why would I ever do that well I mean I grabbed the lapel a lot of times I don't think I do it in half guard. I do it in side control because it does feel like if I can get a good grip that I have better control, but that goes back to like, I don't know what I'm doing on top. And that's, that's more of a desperation. I'm just trying to hold on a lot of times. Okay. But when he does it and that, that's why I was asking about the shoulder pressure. Cause like when he puts the shoulder pressure on like that, I can't, I can't fight everything. So like my face hurts and I'm, it's turned away and I'm trying to hang out with my legs and fight with my arms. And I can only do so much at one time. Yeah. And that shoulder pressure seems like a big deal. And I know I'm not good at that. So that's why I was asking questions about that. But, um, and then for other people like the, who are more, you know, inexperienced, like the Gordo sweep series, uh-huh. um, that we were looking at today. That's not like for me right now, I'm mm-hmm. not incorporating that into anything I do anytime soon, but, you know, from that and him just watching, John's able to see that my knee shield is trash. Yeah. And there's giant holes in it, like from a fundamental standpoint of just like if my body position stays the way it is, 
like look how people are going to drive into it, you know, yeah. and showing how you can adjust your position so that they're fighting not only against you and your bone structure, but then fighting into the floor. Sure. So again, just for, I know they can be expensive, but the private lessons you have with people that they're able to take the time and just focus on what you're doing. Like, even if it's not something that's going to apply to your, you know, rolling immediately, you can get something that at least you can think about a giant takeaway for me is like my whole knee shield position was incorrect. Like just to mm. start with. So then all the mm -hmm. techniques I do from there are going to be, I'm already fighting the uphill battle of poor posture, essentially, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so there's always going to be a giant takeaway. I think when you're with somebody who's a high level, if you have the opportunity to take the privates, I really recommend doing it with people who are good. And then they'll fix giant holes in your game. Like, you know, Gordo sweep was never going to work if my posture started that way. So sure. That, you know, it was cool to see. It's cool to drill. I like, I love learning new jujitsu stuff, even if I can't do it right now. It's yeah. always fun. And, and two, for, for those in the audience that say, eh, you know what? I can't really afford private lessons right now. That's valid. I get it. But you can also kind of get a very similar effect. If you just ask good questions in class, yeah. right? I mean, if you just, you know, I know, not everybody does it. Not I don't. Well, I don't really care. I I do actually grab John and say, "Hey, I'm having a hard time with this. Like, can you can you look at it whenever he's walking around? Whenever mm -hmm. we're doing, whenever we're drilling the move, you know, whenever he comes around that way, I'm like, hey, there's something I'm not getting here, you know. So so you can kind of get that little mini private lessons at either asking questions during drilling, after class. Um, during open mat, open mat, yeah. I, was say. I mean, that's that's those are the best times. That it doesn't have to just be in a private lesson setting. You can get that individualized instruction in that open mat scenario, or or whenever you um, whenever you take breaks between techniques. Yeah, and I think specifically showing what you're struggling with, and that's I know John's been asking a lot after sparring, like what questions do you guys have? Because I'm sure he looks around and sees quite a few things that could be fixed but you know if you're not like if it's not even on your mind to ask it's kind of hard to just give all that instruction all at once it's it's impossible you know sure. there's so many things that you can fix it's like you know but if you take the initiative like this is the problem i'm stuck with and then you can fix it from there you know yeah and and you know like I said, and he's john's always willing to answer those questions and goes into stuff and i love it you know it's just I'm so brain dead after rolling. That happens too. Yeah. I mean, I just don't remember. Like, it's going to have to be an open mat something or after I'm done drilling something. I, I just, I can't, I can't think of anything after rolling because I, you know, thinking about so much that I might have done wrong. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You brain dead. Yeah. I have to think of it during, um, during sparring, whether either John's kind of walking around and makes a comment about something and I'm like, oh, I need to address that later with him. Or if something happens two or three times or it's something I've never seen before where I like make a mental note that, yeah, I need to ask about that and see what, what I'm supposed to do here. That's kind of the only times. Otherwise, yeah, I'm just brain dead. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, you know, if you, if you can afford the private lessons, uh, you know, highly encourage it. Also another way to kind of defray that cost too, is to have one of your partners go like Phil and I go, I mean, I get, I feel like I get more out of a private lesson whenever you're there because we can drill it on each other instead of just doing it. I don't know if that's actually the case, but I, I really feel like 
Well, I think we took a similar approach to the origin camp, right? Yeah. Like we, I'm all about trying to meet new people and expand the horizons, but I'm also going to train selfishly sometimes. And origin was one of those times where if we did everything together, then we both take our individual notes as we do them or see fit. And we both can revisit things later. You know, if not to say you're not going to meet awesome people at origin, but it's going to be really hard for me to be like, Hey man, even though you're across country, can you remind me and show me what we did that day? You know, at camp six months ago, it's hard. So selfishly, I wanted to work with you. Um, can we Skype each other and maybe you get on the mat, I'll get on the mat and we'll have our computers yes, right yeah, next to it. it. So, <laughs> so that's, that's really hard. Um, to do obviously if they're not, they're not with you all the time. So we had that approach. Um, we do it a lot at seminars while we're training together. Um, and then, you know, the private lessons, I feel the same way because, um, I also think it gives ever since, uh, bagels pointed out that third person perspective stuff. And I think I now realize it with the kids a little bit where I'm standing there that I see things that I don't, I didn't even realize I was seeing, um, that third person view down, you know, yeah. you can just see mistakes that it's harder to see when you're just feeling it. Like, you know what people are doing. Or they they know what people are doing wrong, common mistakes. But I think if you're just looking from the outside, you can see more, um, you know, and point out different things that he obviously can't do in a one-on-one situation. So, yeah, yeah, I, no, I, like I agree. It a lot. I agree. I, th- I I think there's there's an advantage to having a, a training partner with your private lessons, and if you can afford them, uh, go out and do it. It's, it's it's a great value in my in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Last thing, September 7th. What is September 7th, Phil? Toro Cup 15. 15, that's All correct. All-female card. Woo-woo. Is it the first ever? It's the first ever all-female card, yeah. You'll probably have like 25, 30 fights. Well, for the Toro Cup, matches. it is, but do you know of other events that do all-women? Well, I mean, there's all-women tournaments. Okay. But I don't think, I don't know of, I mean, I don't, I don't know of any other promotion that's putting on all women super fights multiple super fights i, I have no idea yeah i, I you know what before. i'm gonna say here there's this is the first ever of any kind that's, we, that's the kind of confidence that's... and commitment we were looking for <laughs> that's what i was digging for there first ever of any kind uh and i think it's i think it might be in a bigger auditorium this time weren't they talking about or it might be, I, I don't know. That's yeah, just, just bad information you're yeah. getting from BJJ yeah. campaign podcast. I know, I know for a fact it's going to be all female. And it's going to be on I do date. know that. And I do know it's September 7th. I don't know. I don't know where it is yet. I would assume it's going to be in the same place. I think he's going to have another venue. I think he just needs to knock the wall down and add more bleachers. Yeah, but then they couldn't have CrossFit. Probably. Don't say it, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hurt Boomer's feelings. <laughs> do not say it. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's going to be exciting. Um, Bloomington matches are usually so much more active. I know. They're usually and better to watch. And most of the submissions seem to result in injuries because they just don't ever tap. And I, I turn away half the time. I'm like, oh, this shoulder's going to break off. Now. I don't want to look anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. There was one at that Naga, I thought. Oh, yeah. I thought, I think her name is Lauren, was going to break her arm. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to just turn away now. I'm going to watch it. It's gross. <laughs> yeah yeah no it's it's gonna be great i can't wait um john shell is the premier sponsor shell shock bjj yeah behind toro cup so kudos to him and samantha uh seth both uh both have been on the podcast before she'll be 
competing in that. And she's got, she's actually got a fight in Spartica, I think is the fight league. And I think it's August 10th. That I'm not sure of. I know she has a pretty sure fight, all this information I'm giving is inaccurate. It will be shared on the BJJ campaign Facebook group. That's yeah. where you find reliable information. When that, he's just talking, it's super questionable. Nah, it always is. Just always wait, is. Just check the Facebook page. <laughs> no, really looking forward to that. And also, um, Vernon Kirk is, uh, Vernon Captain Kirk, that is, yes, uh, is. Uh, part of Team Hubal Karaoke, and he's going to be um, competing in the Fight to Win promotion. Uh, he's actually one. Of, I think they had three judo matches in it. He's one of the three judo matches. He won his match last time, and he got invited back to Fight to Win um, this time. And I think that that one is August seventh. No, 3rd. August third. August third. Yeah, I'm really thing. doing yeah. terrible today. <laughs> I don't even care. Do you know where that one is? Uh, Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. August 3rd in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Thank God it's not one Will of them. Will be, uh, Flow Grappling usually does the fight to wins, right? Yeah. Yeah, the last time I watched one was on Flow, Flow. Grappling. Okay, yeah. It's Polaris that's on the UFC fight card. Okay. Or fight pass, I should say. But yeah, flow grappling. So if you have flow grappling, watch out for our boy Vernon Captain Kirk. Um, may actually go down and help him prep for that this Sunday. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and what else? Philly, tell the folks how to support us if they choose to. BJJCampaignPodcast.com and then the Facebook group that we've mentioned a couple times. It's, uh, it's going to light up. The group's, Please the group's go post off. your meme. In the BJJ campaign Facebook group, please. Yeah. Jeff is, he's an active collector and it would be just easier if they're all posted in the same place. For sure. Yeah. We wouldn't have save, to look around as Click much. save image. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, for everybody, um, if you know somebody who does jujitsu, I'm guessing if you listen to this podcast, unless you're my mother. And hey, shout out to Ma, shout out to Bunny Boone. Happy birthday, or, happy birthday today. I'm not going to say how old she is, folks. Um, <laughs> but uh, but if you know someone that does jiu-jitsu, send them a link to our podcast. We're trying to grow this, uh, get the information out there. And also on the BJJ campaign group uh, on Facebook, post anything that you guys want to hear us talk about, uh, you know, jujitsu wise. Um, we don't, we don't really know that we'll know anything about it, but that's never stopped us before. Yeah, yeah, we can try. I'll ask somebody else get their opinion first. <laughs> and uh, if you're not out there doing something to make yourself better each and every day, get out there and do it. Phil and I choose jujitsu. We hope you do too. I'm about to feed them to the sharks right now. Get them hyped right now. Yeah, you know the ground is up. Yeah. Everybody that trains, you know the game. Yeah. So let's get it. Uh. Slap it up, bump it, and roll. Hey. Yeah, that's the way that it goes. Right. Ain't no better way to better yourself in this game. You're feeling the growth. That's, that's time on the mat. We put in the work. Believe it ain't easy, I know. You know. But we train for the love of the game, the love of the art. Now slap it up, bump it, let's roll. Let's roll.